One used to be more than one's an atheist If separation of church and prostate isn't what you think is best They're here to guide your way Cause talk about sex can be scary They're just two gals whose kink is being your missionary Good afternoon, brothers and sisters. Sup, sluts. Welcome to the Missionary Podcast. I'm Sadie. I'm Maddie. And this is our mission. <laughs> Welcome to the pod today. Oh, that was exciting. I didn't know it was going to come out of your mouth. Me neither. And something really original and exciting came out of my mouth. <laughs> I wish sometimes that this pod was just you singing. I really do. That's on another platform. If you'd like to listen... <laughs> To just videos of me singing, you can Venmo me at... Okay, we have to address the whoring that took place in the last episode. I stand by it. continue. Yeah, (laughs) but I do feel like it needs to be addressed. (laughs) That continuously, I was money-grubbing, but we actually added in the, at the end, the last sincere bit of DM Maddie. Oh yeah, if you want to have sex with me. Yep. (laughs) And I think... The pod hasn't been, that episode hasn't been released officially yet so we don't know what's become of that no but i think we should double down whenever we have the opportunity which would be right now to dm maddie if you want to have sex with her at go sharty <laughs> that's at go sharty was your aim messenger title also a shirt it was sharty reference oh. one two three what's funny is my one of mine, I should say. I do have an embarrassing AM title, but my normal one was also my Instagram handle. Which? Sadie Lane. It's my first middle name. It's not like great, but. I'm. But I, my that's... main AIM was also my IG. I feel like it's something of this. I don't, it's like my origin story. Yeah, but I'm also really. What's your embarrassing one? It was. <laughs> Mormon Chick. <laughs> 90. <laughs> no, it was. Sweet shoddy. Like so like sweet shoddy. Wait, that's really similar to mine. Which was? Go shardy. <laughs> well shardy's your name. I was yeah, taking it from like play on that. Go shorty. Yes. yes. Wow. <laughs> that was sweet. Sweet. Wow. Shoddy. I feel connected to you. <laughs> Speaking of intimacy. <laughs> Genius. I honestly forgot that, <laughs> that we, we have were a, that recording we have a, podcast. a podcast. I thought we were just shooting this shit. I know. I <laughs> I wanted to reference some of our past episode because I was like, yeah, it's interesting. We we just blow through topics and sometimes I'm like, I think it's worth circling back. Also because people reach out. I've heard from both current Mormon and intermediate Mormon. I don't know the word for the people who are like doing it for themselves. Straddlers. They're like the people who go west. <laughs> Do you know, like... Like Lewis and Clark? Yeah. <laughs> They're explorers? I don't know. But I've talked to both explorers and Mormons and people who have no Mormon background. And the feedback on the last, especially the last couple episodes, I think people have things to say about modesty mm-hmm. and the like oh yeah I, i've heard from people too the seculars 
Gentiles? Yeah. And uh, Jews, too. Okay. (laughs) My tribe. Mm -hmm. Who also feel very passionately about it. It's a polarizing topic. We might need to go into at another point, but Mormons do consider themselves part of the Twelve Tribes. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you know that. I don't know if Jews consider Mormons no, part. Of... They, they don't. But there is a there's a you get a certain age and you find out what tribe you come from from like a form of a Mormon fortune teller. They're called patriarchs, as they would be. Classic. <laughs> That yeah. sounds like a like something that I pro- I think I learned about in Hebrew school. Sounds familiar. Yeah. Anyway, let's get back on track. Okay, yeah. back to intimacy. Intimacy. We're talking casual sex. We're talking fuck buddies, dating apps, the whole shebang. Or cuddle buddies, <laughs> Nickmo. Real car Nickmo, grinding, which is an acronym, correct? Nickmo is non-committal makeouts. <laughs> It's the closest you have to like a, just a quick and dirty fuck. Nikmo is the reason that I'm against monogamy. <laughs> because against I, monogamy. I think against you. I think I, I think I sounded like I was against monogamy in that episode, actually. Should I clarify that I'm very much... You're in a monogamous relationship right now. True, yeah. But I love the, uh, the open door policy. The Not mm-hmm. open door, because you can do open door, you can do cracked window. And Nickmo's, I think, fit somewhere in there. I think Nickmo is is the cracked is window. the cracked window. It's the air that comes through the cracked window. <laughs> oh, you never that know. fresh, fresh air. Are we gonna alienate a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of listeners, by saying by who? Who are you alienating? No, just like we both haven't been having that much caffeine recently, no. and we both had a lot of caffeine. Yeah. Today. a lot of caffeine. <laughs> That's, it's I've, a quarter of an inch. A quarter of an inch of my caffeinated yeah. beverage. My strong beverage. Oh, it is strong. Mm-hmm. Tis iced, mm-hmm. but tis strong. Mm-hmm. Tell me more about Nickmo, if you want. You don't <laughs> care about Nickmo. You do. No, I care a lot about okay. Nickmo. <laughs> it's honestly, it's just the same thing as milk pong, but in the sexual realm. So as much as people were like, bro... I'm gonna roast you at milk pong and every, you know yeah and there's that reaction from <laughs> from a large group of people with nickmo it's the same thing of like man i just need it right now it's the high, highest expression of horniness is like i just want a nickmo get it out there what does the bishop say about nickmo well so kissing generally is not you don't necessarily need to confess a kiss you need to confess some heavy a kiss petting. somewhere else Oh, or yes. Heavy petting. Heavy, yeah. heavy petting, uh, a grope, a grind, those things you can't confess. But just a makeout is kind of in this safe zone. God, so because it feels safe, oh, you're going to say. That's hot. Yeah. <laughs> you're, I'm a caricature of myself. You, <laughs> you love all things Mormon. Like anything that's restricted, you're like, yeah. <laughs> It's also on the reverse. It's how you spot like a bad girl in the culture is someone who's like, I don't want to date her. She does nickmos. Oh, like it's it's the girl. A lot to unpack on that one. Yes, yes. It's also expressed in the form of a cuddle buddy. (laughs) These sometimes start out as massage friends, which is so funny. Okay, well, love a massage, but (laughs) I what I want in a cuddle buddy is I want everything, but I don't want to cuddle. Like the cuddling is the one thing I don't want. I want, mm-hmm. when we're done, 
I want either you to leave or I want to be on separate sides of the fucking bed. You're trying to sleep. I'm trying to sleep. Sometimes a spoon is kind of nice, though, but it depends on the person. A spoon it depends is how nice. hot it is. And it also depends on the level of, like, intimacy with the person. Because if you're really yeah. close with the person, you're like, yeah, breathe that hot breath on me. Who cares? Mm-hmm. That's why my thing with casual sex is that it's really fun. <laughs> Period. <laughs> okay. It's like, um, is that it's really fun, but also sometimes, depending on what it is, afterwards I'm like, would I have maybe just preferred pleasuring myself while watching TV and then I just get to fall asleep without having to worry about you next to me? Sometimes. Okay, I've said this before and I'll say it again. Ho season isn't every season. No. But it is a season. <laughs> and it doesn't... It's like winter in LA. <laughs> exactly. Or winter in on the East Coast, depending on who you are. In my 20s, it was winter on the East Coast. In my mm-hmm. 30s, might be winter in LA. Oh yeah, it's more of like strong winds than yeah. it is actual weather. <laughs> exactly. And you know what we call a strong wind in ho season? A nickmo. Eat <laughs> that right up. I am peak mm-hmm. deprived right now because of this virus. Yes. So I'm. <laughs> everything is coming out. A lot more heat. Definitely. And you are not alone. The world is screaming for just a giant anonymous orgy. Oh my god. There's a lot of physical touch that's definitely lacking. And that's why, you know, you say you don't like cuddle buddies. But I think once you've been restricted, like like the Mormon community at large in especially in the college age, Mm -hmm. you're like, Yeah, I got this friend. Sometimes we spoon. We spoon while we watch Italian Job, and it is whew, the peak of my weekend. But I don't know. There is kind of a part of me that's wondering if now at this point, post-COVID, I'm feeling the opposite. I was in a place where I would pretty much have sex with anyone. Mm-hmm. Not that's not, that's not what I mean. We did like, ask anyone to message you. It's but. true. Um, not that I had no standards, but that like I I'm all about casual sex. If I don't want to date someone, but I'm attracted to them, yeah. I'll sleep with them, mm-hmm. no problem. Um, but recently, I've been feeling like a little bit more discerning because it's not that sex matters to me, but it's mm-hmm. that my time and energy matters to me. Yes. So I'm not trying to like be around anyone who doesn't respect and understand me because life is really hard right now and so I'm sensitive and I don't want to spend my time and energy around some random fuck buddy and isn't that the most valid you're in between seasons yeah yeah what's the next season we'll see yeah time will tell is it just more celibacy also can't do that because of the pod well and hope <laughs> okay <laughs> no I blame you <laughs> that you have. I've got to whore. I've got to. And I say whore, by the way, and uh, I don't have any bad mm-hmm. connotation of that. Well, regardless of the pod, you will be dating mm-hmm. and entering the world. We'll see. And <laughs> we'll see. And it's interesting to me how we've, we've shared stories. We've talked about casual sex escapades Mm -hmm. and the fun stuff and it's interesting how the culture around 
non-committal makeouts and non-committal cuddling are the same it both kind of inside the church and outside the church mm. when in reality everyone's just trying to get that boost of serotonin you're damn right oh we love serotonin oh especially right now when we are having lower levels of it for you sure know, i also just learned that you release a different chemical upon prolonged physical contact and eye contact so there's a different chemical so if you have sex with someone there's a chemical released and then when you have like the physical touch and the eye contact it's a different chemical well let me tell you something that's a trick of mine what in the in the bed what is a trick eye contact eye contact that is you know what crazy that that's a trick it but it 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 shouldn't be but it definitely is Mm -hmm. that's like a turn on for everybody Mm -hmm. Unless it's forced. Okay, well, this does remind me of a casual sex story that I've had where someone forced me <laughs> to make continuous eye contact with them. And I remember well, being like... that's the worst, actually. We're not that close, and I actually did not come for that. Wait, but is, this the, is this the soap star? Yeah, I referenced him. That's, that's tricky. And that's different because I was in a different season. Now I'm in the <laughs> season where if someone would be like, hey, look at me, I would have been like, oh. Well, well, isn't that nice? Well, maybe when Norm says it. <laughs> But maybe if yeah. the same it's soap like, star said it to you, you wouldn't like it. Yeah, because if it's casual sex, sometimes you're he not literally to said bring it there. He literally said, "Look at me, look at me." Just because it's casual doesn't mean it can't be intimate. And I was like, "You need I to actually, not do this right now." I actually am curious about what you think about that because I think I feel like he's wrong. Like I think the nature of casual sex. Like, the thing I like about it is that it's not intimate. So it wouldn't have bothered me as much if we didn't have a conversation right before about how I was, like, really looking to just connect physically. Like, I, I like, said in, yeah. in, a, in, like, the best way. It was actually really, like, a hot ramp up. But I was saying, like, I'm actually not looking to date. And I was in a stage of my life was so busy. And I had so much outside pressure on other parts of my life. That I was like, I just need the serotonin, friend, mm-hmm. and have a place to connect with you like this. I would definitely not disrespect him, but I was like, that would be nice to just connect like that. And then he immediately flipped the script and was like, listen, I know what you want, but you're going to give me what I okay, want. Okay, sounds like a classic case of a <laughs> cis man not listening to a woman. He didn't, and in ho season, which I lovingly call it that. I hope that doesn't offend anyone. In, a, in that stage but you come in contact with that a lot and people also don't believe you as a woman when you're like so I really like this is what I'm looking for mm-hmm. I, I've actually heard people say you'll change your mind and I was like oof well, I guess we shouldn't have sex then because they just That's assume so fucked up you'll change your mind like no. you'll catch feelings for me that and- is so, <clears throat> so misogynistic <laughs> have you what like have you had any of these you've never had anyone be Not like a- I definitely am trying to turn over a new leaf when it comes to the type of men that I sleep with and have, yeah. you know, romantic relationships with because mm-hmm. I give them all the power. I mean, I don't think it's my fault because I think it's a dynamic that was ingrained in all of us. I'm thinking in particular... Not like relationship stuff, but sex stuff. Going into a, a dating app date or whatever and being very clear up front. Because there was a period of time where I was like, okay, I always sleep with people on the first date. Mm-hmm. Not that I think there's anything wrong with that, 
but I would love to have a different result. So mm-hmm. let me try to change up what I do. So there was love a period that. of time where I was like, let's see what happens if I wait. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what it is about me. Maybe it's just because like I was forcing myself to do something that was going against my natural instincts or maybe it's because I like just exude, you know, I, I mm-hmm. like sex wherever. But I went on a few dating app dates where I was very clear up front with them that I was like, I don't want to have sex tonight. I don't want to have sex tonight. Mm-hmm. And we ended up having sex. And it's like, not that they forced it. Like I don't, yeah. it really wasn't that kind of thing. Like I consented but none of them like checked in with me you know things were getting heated and I would say something like I really don't want to have sex and they'd be like okay okay and then we just keep going and then we'd like end up having sex and and that's yeah a backward side effect of our non-consent culture of how that question doesn't isn't thrown in even in casual situations of like wait are you sure we've all been there but it's also like a subconscious challenge it's the same thing yeah. where, like, if someone you, you're sleeping with is like, well, I've never orgasmed this way, or I've never blank, 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 there's a part of your brain that's like, we'll see about that. Well, literally, uh, there was a guy I used to hook up with who knew that, it, as he as he called it, that I'm a tough nut to crack. Oh. <laughs> and he made it his personal goal. Like, he was mm-hmm. fucking training for the fucking olympics to get me to come and i was like you're making it so much harder the pressure is not fun yeah also consent can be actually extremely sexy in its various forms and if someone literally asks you what's the what is the best way to make you come if you're in a very committed long-term monogamous relationship that question is valid every every so often you got to check in and say well what's the thing that you're the most into now what's the thing that's making you tick now Mm -hmm. or if you're just meeting someone and you're getting physical it's like well what's the thing that makes you because that question leads into consent and um is extremely helpful to also alleviate pressure i think Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i tell this story about someone i was having (laughs) casual sex with we're engaged in a sexual act Okay, very heated. I feel like I'm a true verse, so the exchange, power exchange is going back and forth. Finger in the butt. Finger in the butt. <laughs> That's how you interpret power exchange. Mm-hmm. His finger in the butt. So he asks if he can do something, and but he stopped mid. Like we were in the middle of a whole heated. It was like very present. Both of us very in it, and he stopped and goes, "Hey, is it okay?" Blank, blank, blank. And I paused for a second to think want to engage uh in that direction right now and i paused and he literally goes oh you hesitated never mind wow i know take note men's i know it was truly (laughs) so hot that i was like well now we're gonna do that for sure I think when I tell the story, people are like, oh, it's anal. It wasn't. But um, <laughs> everyone assumes that that's what it was. Because I've told the story before, trying to leave out details. And everyone's like, so anal. And I was like, no, but whatever. Because um, she's saving that for marriage. <laughs> I'm saving it for marriage. I, why am I singing so much today? But anyway, that's the story. It was that moment of him going, oh, you hesitated. And I was like, mind blown that it's that yeah. easy to go, Oh, I'm actually listening to verbal and nonverbal cues in this experience, which is a physical experience. Mm-hmm. So you're reading physical cues. I was like, 
Are you a wizard? That reminds me of, I can't remember if I told this story on the pod already, but the one date I went on like a year ago um, with this really nice guy and we ended up having sex and he was so respectful. He insisted on using a condom, which was something that like I had never fucking (laughs) experienced before, which is outrageous, but true. And I was very visibly and vocally mind blown to the point where I think I scared him off where I was like where did you come from (laughs) and and like how have you how have you achieved the lowest bar of respect (laughs) possible like I haven't experienced this yeah and I think I scared him off but it's so real and it's great to have the experience of like oh my gosh there's other types of people because yeah sometimes Mm -hmm. you do get stuck in a rut of like your behavior and your environment matching the same like frequency and you're in that same experience and so it's nice to have someone be like there's other options and you're like it's wow wild. i i just want to say real quick he one of the things he did before we even like kind of started getting hot and heavy he was like i just want to make sure like before that if there's any boundaries that you have that are like important to you and what? I was speechless. I have tons, but I couldn't think of a single one because I was so speechless. In my mind, he looks like Harrison Ford in <laughs> in Indiana Jones. That's just a smoke so show with just... He was really, really hot. So nice. I'm, not, I'm just not used to that. We love him. This also... I think this concept does apply even deep into marriage or my friends who I know who have only had one sexual partner Mm -hmm. in their life and probably will for their lifetime and it's still a valuable conversation and you still have obviously need for consent in all stages of relationships and need for checking in and the what's your boundaries what are your boundaries today and what are your interests and like how that changes over time uh oh sex with Emily Mm -hmm. can't plug her enough But something that I've heard her preach over and over is like when it comes to monogamous long-term relationships, the value of the, what are, so what are you, what have you been into? Because that changes. I think that's what's really fun about being in a long-term relationship is that you get the luxury of exploring in that way. That's the thing about casual sex. You know, there's only so much you can go there I think sometimes it's there's a ceiling you hit it's allows for so much independence and exploring Mm -hmm. but it really does avoid various types of vulnerability it's like you kind of get this this one half where you're like you have to be brave to engage in these things and Mm -hmm. make your put yourself out there and swipe right Mm and you know go out there and meet that's why I like hooking up with my friends (laughs) yeah because you get a little bit of both but it's not it's like even less vulnerable yeah (laughs) yeah that's why i i used to sleep with all my coworkers because it's like you you know them but it's still casual well it is nice to get a character check it's not like everyone's like yeah the bar doesn't disappear Mm -hmm. you have a you still want to be comfortable and Mm -hmm. like oh yeah i kind of i know your vibe i know your thing this lifestyle lends itself to ghosting, which exists also just tying it back to the Mormon dating life. It's the same. If you have a casual Nickmo buddy, cuddle buddy, you don't want them to be in your ward. Don't want to like have them be around your actual dating. 
to them. Yeah, you want to keep them separate from your real life. Yeah, and you don't want to be running into them as, like, a memory of this other side of you. So literally the opposite of hooking up with your coworkers. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. It's probably more how people use, like, Tinder. Anyone you've Mm -hmm. matched with on Tinder and spend time with on Tinder, you're like, I really hope I don't see you at work. (laughs) It is nice having no mutuals. Yeah. It feels very free. You get to be whoever you want to be. Yeah. And that's... that crosses the boundaries into that LDS dating culture. It's technically more innocent, but it still has that air of, if it's casual, we need this distance. Well, like it's all relative. Yeah, you're like, I don't, I don't want to have that vulnerability of dating, and I don't want this vulnerability of you like potentially meeting my friends or coming into my community. My ward is kind of like your community and stuff, so coming into my community. It definitely happens, but it, um, it's like a preferable thing to have a to have a cuddle buddy that's outside of your circle. That makes so much sense. Yeah. Listen, you still have needs. This, by the way, makes up the majority of Mormon memes. If you go on any, like, Mormon meme account or, like, (gasps) BYU, Barstool, or anything like that, it's mostly about, like, running over because she wants to watch a movie or, like, (laughs) there's, like, or, you know, before people go on their mission, they kind of are trying to pack it in before they go through the temple and have more guilt. It's, like, (laughs) you get to pack it in. This is... See, shame is the devil. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That is yeah. the misogyny, too. Yeah. I'm sure all those memes are men talking about when women want to start want to start watching a movie. Yeah, because it's, like I said, you're not, a, you're not like, dating or marrying type if you're the Nekmo type. Mm-hmm. You're, like, a, you're a bad girl, which is kind of hot. In a, yeah, in it is hot, eye. but then... You get people who uh, don't want to date you because you are the Nickmo girl. Exactly. Or the girl who wears two pieces. That was another thing that guys were like, ugh, she wears bikinis. Really hot, but like I would never like date her. I'm feeling the, sick to my I know, stomach. Sorry, I almost laid that in to trigger you. I was like, I knew it was obvious. <laughs> I was like, well, because I mean, the, this, we all know this. This is very applicable to secular culture as well yeah there's obviously the fetishization oh that's how we say that <laughs> of hotness but kind of a disdain for women <laughs> literally we need to respect the feminine all right on the gender spectrum in relationships we gotta respect it mm-hmm. i just solved misogyny right there so. <laughs> i'm really glad we had this pod you did it. okay <laughs> thank you refreshments will be soon. <laughs> have you ever been ghosted properly ghosted and have you ghosted somebody i think the answer is no to both wow i i'm really good about sending that text of like hey i'm not feeling this and i also i've never been ghosted but i think i also partially don't ever put myself in a position to be ghosted Mm -hmm. which i'm not saying is a good thing i'm you know like i don't i play it cool i don't want to like I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? But I don't think I've ever been properly ghosted. I love this. I feel like during the pod, we're going to hear about you not playing it cool. I'm ready. Like going over to someone's house and just getting a foot massage. Like something like that where you come back and you're like, get this. The dream. I would (laughs) love to take advantage of a guy. But like, okay, well, you could do that. Too. No, not in, sorry, whoa, okay. Cut, was, chance, cut that, because that's not what I meant. What I meant is I would love to use a guy 
That's exactly what you just said. Well, taking advantage implies, like... No consent. No consent. True, true, true. I want their consent Mm -hmm. to be taken advantage of. I guess I want a sugar daddy. By the way, that exists. DM (laughs) at Koshardi. And to going back to what you just said about consent for non-consent, some people's kinks are very, like, take control. And so their, like, first consent conversation is, like, Mm -hmm. a safe word establishing. Totally. (laughs) Like... I'll let you know. Mm-hmm. But so far, like, my give consent for these things, you know. This is such a subject change, but mm-hmm. are there Mormon dating apps? Yes. It's called Mutual. So, well, Mormons are usually so good at the quippy little well, thing, names for things. let me tell you where it stems from, and then you'll be quite pleased. Okay. So when you grow up in high school, so from 12 to 18, you're in Young Men, Young Women, and every Sunday you have Sunday school combined and then you have young men and young women, which is separate. Mm-hmm. And once a week they all come together and you either do, you either come together as a group, which is called mutual, and that includes both men and women, or you do things separately, just young men, young women activities. Mm. So it's kind of a play on the mixing of the different uh, areas of church and a play on obviously mutual feelings. So it is kind of a fun little thing do you know anyone who's had success yeah i know i know a couple people who date on it Mm -hmm. as well as other apps there's a different type of pressure that exists on mutual especially for older mormons by older i mean above 24 like Like actually above 24 Mm -hmm. and that age group um does actually there's this modern era is a little bit more open to dating non-Mormons and different types of people. And so I think a lot of my friends do multiple apps. Because there's a pressure on Mutual to really present and, you know, no bikini shots. Well, but also you should put them on. But also say, no, I was just, my, you know, just a girl's trip or whatever. I don't know. Oh, so that's okay to put a bathing suit. I think you can probably put, like, vacation pics. And I think the bathing suit thing is less of a stigma now into adulthood than mm-hmm. it was college age and... Okay. High school. In high school and college age, it was like a bold statement you were making with the with the two-piece. Now, mm-hmm. it's probably slightly different. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. But I've been on a friend's mutual app because I was like, I literally have to see this. And it's really interesting. It shows their level of commitment. Like, you have a slider of what you're looking for. Mm. And it's not like, they don't Nick say Mo. Nickmo, but they, there is an option for like, soft dating you know and then there's an option for like so wife hunting <laughs> yeah i can't remember the word there's a meter for how serious you're looking and then there's also a space for you to talk about church activity so that people can kind of i don't know if it's asking whether you like what callings you've had i need to confirm all this but there's a there's a space for like oh this is this is the calling that i hold or this is you know whatever your engagement in the ward. And your calling, your calling is like the job you have in your ward. Yeah, that's part of like the community structure and mm-hmm. the job. Yeah. So I think mutual was kind of would kind of be fun. Maybe we should create an account for you. Mm, I'm good. <laughs> Thank you. Engagement <laughs> in church. If you want to see Maddie on mutual, <laughs> Venmo me. <laughs> Venmo Sadie. <laughs> Let me tell you something though about dating apps. I'm all about them. Like, you know, I think, especially during COVID, great way to meet people, you know? But I hate them for obvious reasons. 
A, I am way more attracted to like a personality. I gotta meet someone and then I can find out if I wanna date them or not, you know? That's why it's so fun to meet like a hottie who wears their personality on their sleeve where you're like, look at you. I get you. Yeah. But sometimes, okay, this is another thing. B, I, (laughs) my favorite part about dating is the you meet someone not knowing you're both there to like okay the thing about dating apps is you go there and both of you are thinking okay let me suss out this person to see if I want to date them whereas when you meet someone naturally in the real world you're just chatting there's no pressure and then you can decide oh I like this person yeah and it's not just that that's like more exciting and like yeah I I the butterflies and all that stuff but it it does feel like a more authentic way to see how you feel about somebody for me and I I like I also think it it lends itself more to the games and all that stuff that's a little toxic but I also feel like that's I don't know that's just the fun the fun part yeah in an oversimplified way I think they're the same game just reversed so with Mm. meeting organically you have kind of this like you get to see if there's a spark. You get to suss them out. You feel the vibes. All about the vibes. Mm-hmm. And then you have to like assert intention. Because there are people who are just out there living their lives and want nothing to do with mm-hmm. any type of relationship. Um, except for friendship, maybe. Or there are people who are wife hunting. And you have no idea. You're just filling out their vibes. So there, com- there comes a point where you do have to go intention check. Where am I? Where are you? What's happening? Completely. But with online dating, it like starts with intention check and then goes into like, is there a spark here? Do we have a thing? Mm-hmm. So I don't think they're any less real. It's just you kind of have to like go, you like, you, it's a different form of exposure. Totally. It's definitely not more or less real. Yeah. I just, I guess there's something about, I think you're so right. There, there's, there's something about having the intention check out of the way mm-hmm. that, I don't like. Yeah. But you know what? When I was in host season, it was the most helpful. It's so helpful. Oh my gosh. To like, I used to ask people on a scale of one to 10, one being a one night stand and 10 being we're adopting a dog together. What are you looking for? And anything less than seven was a four or a three. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Unless, and anything less than four was a one. Mm-hmm. I was already like, if you say four, I know you're rounding. I really just want to one night stand. And if you say seven, I know you're looking for like a long, like a casual hookup buddy. That's somewhere in the middle. And then if you said like eight or nine, <laughs> then you're like, I really want a girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> and it was very helpful to suss out like Completely. who was down and who was really hunting for a girlfriend. It's true. I recently was talking to someone on a dating app mm-hmm. who... Um, asked if I wanted to sext and I really wasn't in the mood was it a young was it a young man this sounds like a younger it was a non-binary person love it a young non-binary person uh my age I think so yes young (laughs) (laughs) a fresh yeah but they asked if I wanted to sext and I really wasn't in the mood so I was like honestly I'm not trying to do that I think and they were like 
why you'd be you'd probably be so good at it and I was like literally you don't know me and then (laughs) they I didn't say that I just stopped responding yeah um and then they texted again did they send a a genital pic no they were just like how are you doing and I was like oh oh like good like I'm I'm good but just to clarify like I still don't really want to sex and they were like that's okay I have other interests and I was like let's see what happens I like this yeah are you guys still talking I'm being a bad communicator in this situation Mm because like I Mm -hmm. this this is again another symptom of COVID I want to talk to you when I'm in the mood and when I'm in the mood is like maybe one minute out of every week love that. You know? And it's like, I'm not gonna go out of my way. But when but the iron strike, what's the phrase? When the iron strike and time. Strike all the irons up. Yeah. Have no clue where this person falls on the 1 to 10 spectrum. Because when, if you're asking me to sex right off the bat, I'm gonna assume you're a 1. But then being like, I have other interests, makes me think, are you higher than that? I don't know. Maybe I should ask. They might be in the middle somewhere. Maybe I'll ask and report back. And the sex question might also be uh, more of a a way to handle this time period we're in with physical distance. That might just be like an easy... Mm-hmm. Sexting, I think, is so fun. And also, it's kind of perfect because you get to have a little flirty fun and then you just get to go to sleep in your own bed afterwards and you can be watching tv at the same time yeah i feel like i spend a lot of time sounding like i toot my own horn on this podcast and i'm gonna do it again. <laughs> i am so good at sexting it is very independent that it's doesn't like, surprise me it's very personal for the person you're talking to i am i would do it for anybody i if you need help venmo venmo <laughs> me and I know that I've I should definitely tell more stories that bring me down to size which is more accurate which is I've been ghosted how about that I've been oh, properly sorry. ghosted I didn't re- I didn't ask no. you the question in but the it terms. just reminded me when I was like all I do is sit here being like I'm really good at sexting so annoying uh I just want everyone to know I've been ghosted not once but twice by the same person whoa 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 yeah fool and if it Sadie the same person the same person fuck that person I did and it was a choice the way that he got me back to talk to him because he reached out and was like hey want to come over like after he ghosted me properly like fell off the face of the earth and I had that classic meltdown where I was like I think he died like should I drive wait sorry the classic meltdown (laughs) where (laughs) If you don't hear That's from the someone, only explanation for this. Well, if you don't died. hear from someone and everything was yeah. going so well and they were also like laying it on yeah. thick of like, I'm a, like really into this. And then you don't hear from them. Your first thought is like, oh, I hope they're okay. And yeah. then you're quickly like, oh no, <laughs> it's me. <laughs> like it goes into so the, uh, it evil. reverses quickly where you're like, oh no. And I, the only way I got out of it, which is advice I got from a cis straight fuck boyfriend and I asked him, I was like, so I just had this encounter. What does this mean? What does ghosting mean? And he was like, Sadie, if you're wondering if he gives a fuck about you, he's letting you know that he doesn't with this behavior. And then a couple weeks later, whatever the time was, he messaged me like, hey, want to get wine? And I was like, I thought you died. You're dead to me. And then he finally goes, hey, I'm getting a tattoo tomorrow at oh my God, 4 p.m. <laughs> Do you want to come watch? And I thought for two seconds... I, this is a story I need to tell. And so I went, 
the tattoo parlor was attached. It was like the same building as a boxing gym where he worked. So the tattoo artist was like his, this whole thing. Interesting choice for a placement of a tattoo. I, apparently it was flourishing. And so I went and sat there. And at one point the tattoo artist who makes fun of, like they have like that annoying, like razzy friend vibe. He was making fun of him and he at one point goes, hey, do you want to do some? Like, you want to do, do you want to do some of this tattoo? And I was like, you bet your ass I do. And so so I you tattooed the man that ghosted you twice. Yeah. And well, he had ghosted me once at that point. I tattooed him and then got sucked right back in because nothing yeah. brings you closer to somebody than shading a tattoo of a map on their arm. He's mm. never really rid of you. Like, you can't <laughs> ghost a scar on your body. I'm a full, That's there to I'm stay. I'm a full sociopath. And then he ghosted me again. And that one felt definitely different than the first time. You were not worried he died. No, I was like, you so were this sure is, he this. was alive and well. <laughs> it's like, he's probably doing great. And he probably met someone else on another dating app. So, um, this was, this worked out. Isn't it so fun? This is a tangent. And then I think we might be done here. <laughs> well, also, is there more Mormon stuff? Well, there's, there's truly always more Mormon stuff, but... <laughs> I think in this context, I think I, I think we've pretty much spent our, we've shot our wad. We cracked the nut. We've shot our wad. <laughs> the fuck is that you expression? Can, you can't get me talking about these fuckboys and not expect me to turn it into them. All right. I love it, but I don't know what that means. Can you please? Ex- is it just ejaculating? Yeah. Wad. Yeah. You gotta. <laughs> I mean, okay. Shot my wad. I, nope. might, I I hated it, but now maybe I'm going to start using it. <laughs> the pendulum's got to swing, all right? I spent the first chunk of my life really considering how I could nurture and smother someone to death, and then spent <laughs> another chunk in full-blown hoe season, full weather, and... Alaska. Just Alaskan wilderness <laughs> parka weather. And I have just as much of that left over in me, I think. I, I think. That you're in a monogamous relationship. Or you better crack the window. <laughs> Maybe it's good. No, it's know. definitely not a bad thing. Okay. And with that, now I that we've shot our wad. Yep. Mm-hmm. We have, you know, a segment we haven't done in a while. What? Unguilty pleasures. Ooh. Mm. Yes, especially since we got very passionate. And by we, I mean you about shame this, this episode. <laughs> I'm always passionate about so, shame. Um, unguilty pleasures. Probably most of the TV that I watch. I'm not guilty about the fact that I don't watch what I think is usually very hopping. Critically acclaimed. Yeah. I think I watch a lot of what most people would be embarrassed to watch. I am up to date on American Idol. I love that about you it's so the, much. It is. I am I am aware of is what that Is that the moron like. on you? <laughs> a little bit, but also... <laughs> I am nostalgic for the first season. I remember yeah. Kelly Clarkson. I voted for Kelly Clarkson with, I like texted the number yeah. from my dad's cell yeah. phone. Yes, <laughs> yes. I actually got to see it live, which is wild. But that's because I grew up around oh here and we God. had like a friend who worked at Sunday That's iconic, yeah. Sadie. I got to watch the finale. It's, oh my, that's historical. So I'm 12 and just so uncomfortable <laughs> in my own skin and like watching Justin Guarino and Kelly oh Clarkson. Justin Guarino. <laughs> it's burned in my mind. Also Justin Guarini. Oh shit. <laughs> you know what? Sorry, I like to I make him a little more Italian. 
Guarino. See, that is, you were present for one of the most culturally a historic. Like, can you sing that, please? A literal a moment like that. Yeah. You were present for, and I cannot. We have to talk about it. So I watch it later. now with that. I watch it now with that same yeah. mad magic. I. So that's my that's unguilty fair. pleasure. Is my tea, my That's a tea really choices. good answer. Okay. What about you? I've been really into TikTok recently. I'm one of those fucking millennials who a year ago was like, I no, there's no way I'm going to go on fucking TikTok. Yeah. No. Who changed her fucking tune. <laughs> and, and life. I feel like every day you're like, I learned this I saw thing. a video on TikTok. <laughs> no, yeah. you learn a thing. I've been learning so much. Um... TikTok thinks that I am a queer witch who <laughs> is really into skincare. First of all, you are, though. <laughs> I don't know what you're saying TikTok thinks. The you are a queer witch. The algorithm is into really skincare. good. The algorithm is really it's good. It's really fucking good. Yeah. yeah. Who's like really, really, a, a big Black Lives Matter TikTok ally. <laughs> TikTok thinks I'm a closeted stay-at-home mom. <laughs> Who watches American Idol? <laughs> yeah, it's like a lot of like, <laughs> like stay-at-home mom stuff and also like a lot of queer stuff too. That's so fun. Yeah, do yourself a favor. You will spend a lot of time on it, but it won't be a waste because you're going to get a lot out of it. Yeah, there's also <laughs> subtle plug for anyone who is interested. There is a strong ex-Mormon presence on TikTok. It's so interesting. Very cathartic, very interesting. You get really you get really sucked in. The algorithm just knows. It's like, you know, you get 60 seconds. It's really easy to get sucked into that. So if anyone is unfamiliar, you'd probably enjoy. Can you quickly, speaking of that, the one video that our friend Quinn sent us, mm-hmm. Of the uh, Mormon TikTok of the guy under the bed. So I had never heard of that. Well, maybe maybe some someone can weigh in if they have heard of this. Let me know if you've heard. So Provo, it's a TikTok explaining Provo push. To be fair, it's not a Mormon who's explaining it. It's a oh. friend of a Mormon going, hey, my friend went to BYU and told me about this thing. Okay. And he said that the Provo push, which I always knew to be the same as dry humping aka levi lovin provo push is just like grinding heavy um he described it as when someone's kind of like straddles like a, a man or woman straddles each other and then a friend goes underneath the bed and kind of uses his legs to lift up the mattress in a way to create a rocking motion for the people on top so that their agency is completely suspended. They don't have a choice. They just happen to grind on each other. And that's the Provo push. And I have never heard of that. That's very fantastical. I would also believe it. <laughs> but it is, that's a lot of, a lot of effort. I've heard and of a really good friend. A great friend. But I do think, uh, I can't imagine people involving a third person when you're already like yeah. so ashamed. I would. And grinding yeah. kind of happens, accident, acts, quote unquote, accidentally all the time you anyway. You can find a way. It I have, doesn't involve a third person. I have one friend who made out with a guy in a car. And then I'm really done talking. I'm so sorry. One friend made out with a guy in a car. This oh. is a legendary story. And she, they're making out. She goes over and straddles him. They have this passionate thing. She ends up finishing from the grinding, like orgasming, loving life. God, that's hot. At the end of their makeout, she immediately goes, which is, this is very commonplace, 
as your the wave of shame hits you you she immediately turns and goes hey that got a little out of hand I actually don't think we should do that anymore and he was like what and she was like you know the grinding like I don't think we should do the DHing anymore and he was like I wasn't and she looked down she was straddling the parking brake honey she had just had the time oh of her my life God. and we joke about it all the time <laughs> That is incredible. Legendary. I gotta go check on my car. <laughs> Maddie, anything to add? Do you wanna do we have to you wanna plug anything else? <laughs> All we have. You know, other than my body and the app TikTok. I'm pretty sure I'm good. How about you? I've already begged for Venmo. Well, refreshments will be served in the cultural hall. No. Go touch yourselves. Yeah. I'm going to say more to that, but... I love when you go off script. We... I'm just going to say, like, go sex someone, go do your thing, go do you do one have more? some casual sex, do something, but also go to just touch yourself, and that's fine. Casually or with commitment. The Missionary Podcast is hosted by Sadie Blasucci and Madeline Sharton. And produced by Shannon Egan. Original music by Madeline Sharton. Please like, follow, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Missionary Podcast or visit our website, missionarypodcast.org. That's right, we're an org. <laughs>